We are finding success and we're here to help break that monotony of your life and help you find your own version of success. Welcome back to another episode with me, Alex. And me, Adam. How you doing, mate? You all right? I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, man. Good living the dream. First week of Jan. We're uh, done. Yeah. It's going back. Came. We saw. We conquered. Yeah, it's been a good week to be fair, mate. I've had a, I've had a good week. Very productive. Uh, done a lot of reading. Yeah. Smashed the goals this week. <clears throat> what book are you on? Uh, the Happiness Advantage. Just finished it. Uh, and my mum, lovely little woman, bought me a uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography. So I'm going to oh, re- cool. read yeah, that. I've, I've, yeah, I saw he was um, on uh, one of the TV programmes promoting that. Oh, yeah. It sounded actually pretty cool. I'd be quite interested in I just because he, he, obviously he's like lifter, Mr. Olympia, whatever, the fuck he's, uh, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Olympia. Yeah. Um, governor of Florida. Dinger. Done a load of films. Yeah, and yeah. Obviously, World class have you seen his uh, Netflix documentary? No. Really, really good. Came from, obviously, Austria, moved to America, and then came in the bodybuilding scene. Really, really interesting. So if you get time, have a look. Okay. Um, but yeah, really good. So I'm just going to read that book. And then, uh, yeah, nice. Happiness Advantage, if you haven't read it. Give it a read. I'll put it on my list. Very good. That. Very good. I'm on Flash Boys at the minute by can't remember his name, um, but it's about <clears throat> the advantage that man that man found in business about the speed of uh, selling signals, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. in nice. the stock market. And, uh, a couple of different people's stories from it, like one trader who's who's really successful suddenly couldn't make any trades work, and it was uh, it's a really interesting book. So I'll let you know how that goes as well. But yeah, man. Again, getting into the reading, enjoying it. Apart from reading, how was the week? Yeah, just a routine. Yeah, yeah, so much better. To be fair, I had a rough night the first night of the week. Uh, Sleep-wise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hot, cold sweats. Like, and I also scared myself. I was like, I'm going to get up, I need to smash the week, like, crack on. So I was just waking up every hour on the hour. Yeah. So I like, saw 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. I was like, Christ, this is savage. Yeah. And obviously I had bed by half six that week. I didn't go to the gym that morning. Yeah, fell on. Felt horrible. But, but the rest of the week's been really good on the recovery, on the gains. Yeah, man. Loving it. Smashing it. That is right. This week, Adam. Talk to me. What are you talking about? Well, we figured because this week is Christmas time, or has been Christmas time, and we know a lot of people struggle mm. at the very first January. You know, everyone hasn't really got any money. We maybe have been a bit too overzestiness on the old Christmas time. You know, we yeah. bought the expensive turkey, the presents for the kids. You know, they wanted a PlayStation Five. Little Doris, Doris wanted a new bike. Jimmy wanted a latest football kit. Latest football mm-hmm. kit, you know. And before you know it, you spent two grand on a credit card, and it's like, yeah. what's going on here? Right. So we're going to talk about debts. Yeah. Now man. there are two different types of debt. There is good debt and bad debt, and we'll go into that uh, in the <clears> episode <throat> this week. But also, you know, how we can pay off debts, uh, ways of accumulating debt, and just sort of debts in general, really. So um, why don't you start us off? With some bad examples, examples, sorry, of debt. Okay. So, <clears throat> as you said, good and bad debt. Um, firstly, what is debt? All right. Debt, and I've got the exact definition here. Oh, here we go. Fun facts, right? I'm going to read it off the screen. Uh, the defini- de- definition of debt is as follows Debt is an obligation that requires one party to pay money borrowed or otherwise withheld from another party. Yeah. All right. So, you owe someone money, basically. So, in my eyes, I would consider, this is for your average Joe, your everyday people, stuff like car finance, bad mm-hmm. debt. Yeah. Um, uh, but you can get like sofas on finance, like paying on the dole like yeah. every month, like that sort of things that you cannot necessarily afford, everyday items, sofas, TVs. <clears throat> Playstations, dinner tables, uh, beds, all these mattresses. 
clothes now. Luxury items or material items yeah. that you didn't need to pay that sort of fortune for. That's that's a I consider that a bad debt. Yeah. There's no need to be paying f- for a sofa over three years monthly. Like that is going to be draining your account. So that's what I'd consider bad debt. Yeah. What about yourself? You got any other options? Yeah, I'm the same, mate. Like you said, uh, I mean now debt has become such a ease to fall into oh. so as you said like the store cards for instance like you, you, you can do the Argos stuff you nice. can do um, John Lewis basically any store now online or actually in store you can have a finance on a laptop you can have finance on different other things sofas as you said uh, kitchens you know some offer the 0% which is okay it's the better form you're not actually paying any interest you're mm-hmm. still paying yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. face value but I mean stuff like cars at the moment, we're sort of peaking in car sales because there's a lot of cars. The supply is quite high and demand is quite low. Mm-hmm. So car finance-wise, coming down a little bit, you'll see that if it falls sort of below four, three, it's actually not too much. But it's not too bad of a deal because you'd rather than busting 30 grand on a car, you, you can sort of pay. Off. Yeah, you're better yeah. off and you can invest the, the, you know, you don't lose 30 nice. grand in liquidity. Capital, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's the other side that we don't always... People don't always consider, isn't it? Like exactly. Sometimes yeah. you you are better off, like a mortgage. Yeah. Even if I won the lottery, I wouldn't be buying a house outright. No. There is no reason to. You might as well just get a mortgage. The interest is going to be less. <coughs> you're going to less than what you could earn with that capital Absolutely. working for you. So there is there is both two sides of the coin. But like, I mean, you're absolutely right. Stuff like watches, mm-hmm. stuff like, I mean, we had a quote a few months ago. Whereas if you have a watch on your wrist that tells you the time. But what is it? I'm going to butcher it. How, how, the, if you're watching the time on your wrist, then you're not time free or something like that, isn't it? Basically, what we're saying is if you have an expensive watch on your wrist, but you still have to go to work, you are not time if free. You're, if you're... Oh. Think about it while I'm talking. But stuff like, I mean, we're talking about like ASOS, um, what's that? Gucci, any sort of upmarket, high-end value brand, 99% of them have have now pay later options on the website. So that is very bad debt. It's just stuff, materialistic items that we do not need. And if you look at the majority of wealthy people, I'm not talking about all wealthy people now. Um, I'm talking about the majority of wealthy people. Look at what they're wearing. It's very similar day in, day out. I mean, we all have the nice dinner jackets, the nice trousers, nice shoes that we have to go and wear and feel proud of, you know, turning up and having a nice business meeting. But day-to-day people that wear day-to-day average clothes, they buy 20 black shirts and 20 pairs of jeans that are all the same. Very minimalistic, easy life. Put it on and go away. It's done. It's not, you know, it's not too, uh, too hard to make those decisions. So watches, clothes, cars, <clears throat> stuff that we don't really need is very materialistic that doesn't really improve our life, in my opinion, is a bad debt. Absolutely. It's, it's the easiest two categories to break it down into is assets and liabilities. Yeah. If it's an asset, if it puts money in your pocket or grows in wealth or grows in value, absolutely fine. You, yeah. You're worth it's worth if it if the interest you're paying on the debt, if you're paying interest on the debt, is uh, less than what you're gaining, then absolutely that stuff like watches in some case can do that. Oh, do you know absolutely. what I mean? But again, it's just like an investment. It absolutely, depends on yeah, what yeah, you get absolutely. and what you're doing. So. Whereas if you're getting into debt, you then just lose the money on, like which most people do, buy a second car. Yeah, and the depreciation is just you Drop lose all your wealth and you lost four grand or whatever. Straight yeah, away. Absolutely, it's yeah. No it's just that's when you're getting yourself into trouble and you're gonna almost bury yourself in more debt. Yeah, because you're gonna need to get another loan later on for another car. Is it's a spiral. Yeah, yeah. And then you get involved, like you said, you get involved in it. You see that you see that you're accumulated a massive amount of money. You don't know how to get out of trouble. So then you find a cheaper deal 
to borrow more money to pay off the <laughs> higher expensive deal, but then you're still paying that for a long period of time, and it, it just it's a horrible place to be. Cycling it, cycling yeah. it. It's not it's not good at all. <clears throat> so, go on. One of the goals I think people should go for is paying off debts. Yeah. And if your goal is to pay off debt, it's it, living with debt can be incredibly frustrating. Mm-hmm. You can almost get stuck, like we were just saying, you can get stuck in a rut for decades, just paying the man every like you'll literally end up working just for the bank because you need to pay them back. Yeah. Or whoever it is you may you may <clears throat> be borrowing off. And if you've lived with debt most of your adult life, we recommend you start paying it off. Because not many people if you can get your debt down to zero, the freedom you're gonna have yeah. after that, like because most people start getting into debt twenty, twenty two, get the credit card and they get a bit spenny there. Or then they're gonna get a car or then we're gonna get some nice clothes and they're going to get a mortgage or something. And suddenly they're just up to the debts and that's, and that's not including students. That's not including student loans. Yeah. Like, that is slightly different, you know, because there's a better pay scheme in there, in, yeah. the, in the UK especially. But <clears throat> a lot of people, it gets them stuck living paycheck to paycheck, which means they're working for the bank. They can't leave their work. They can't move to wherever they want to be. They're not as free as they should be or can be because they're stuck living month to month. Yeah. So there are two really common ways to pay off these debts. One is known as the avalanche method, yeah. and the other one is known as snowball method. <clears throat> Two very different approaches, but essentially snowball is you start off small and build it up over time as you get used to managing money. Um, and this is another thing. I think it's a bit of a superpower. I think it <clears throat> if you can learn to pay off your debts, or if you have the mindset of you're, you're willing to pay off your debts, it teaches you a lot about your finances. Yeah. I think if you can take control of your money and learn to pay down your debts, it, you, will, you will be much better with your finances in the future and you'll start looking at assets and investments and stuff. It's that old adage, you, how many times have we heard it? Oh, I'll, I'll, um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll pay off that debt or I'll... Oh, crap, what is it? I'm butchering it. Um, when I get a pay rise... I'll, I'll start paying it off. Yeah, I'll start paying it off. Oh, when I earn my money, I'll be absolutely fine, you know? And it's just, it's never going to happen. <clears throat> we hear it all the time. And you couldn't be more wrong. That's literally the first from truth. If you yeah. start managing, if you learn how to manage your money now or your finances now, the, while you're in debt, I think it's a little bit of a superpower. If you're in debt and you learn how to manage your finances, you, you suddenly have an appreciation for money all of a sudden. And it's you, you, an awareness when all you're spending because you know how much hard work it is to pay off your debt. Um, I think it can be a real superpower to get you ahead of life and then yeah. leapfrog you into a in a better financial position later on in your life for yeah. the rest of your life absolutely i mean the thing is like it, numbers in life are so important you know when you're looking to get fit you're looking at calories in versus mm-hmm. calories out mm-hmm. you're looking at the macros on the back of the food that you're looking at and that should be no different people that look at looking getting healthy pay a hell of a lot of attention to what they're eating but actually don't look at the price of stuff or don't actually shop around for a cheaper deal but when they see a nice car that they like or a nice jumper that they like, they just think, oh, well, I can pay that off over the course of a month. I'm just going to go and buy it and it'll be all right. Or I'll, I'll worry about it next week. I'll put it on a credit card and I'll pay it off at the end of the month. Like you said, when our pay increases, we shouldn't increase our living lifestyle or our lifestyle. We should completely keep it the same or decrease it if possible because the more money we make, the, more, the quicker we can pay off via the different debt mm-hmm. methods. We can pay off our debt. We're going to be a hell of a lot freer in life. We're not going to be living paycheck to paycheck mm. and we can make our journey to becoming financially free. And the thing is as well, a lot of people now, we see the, the Andrew takes, we see the, the scams, or he's not a scammer, but the, you know, the people that say um, you're part of the matrix if you work a nine to five. It's not the case. You're not part mm. of the matrix if you work a nine to five. You, you have to make a living, but you can also 
be smart, save a hell of a lot of money through a nine to five. There's people that earn 250 grand by working a nine to five and yet they're still in debt because they're living above their means or they're, they're, they're getting stupid, worthless debt. So very important to be aware of what you're buying. Very important to not raise your living expenses with the pay that you get increased because I guarantee that it's the sort of time that everyone gets a pay increase. Mm-hmm. And just be aware of what you're actually buying and do you really need it? The trick is, and I've, I've done this the other day, if you want something, save the product number, save the product detail, find out where you've got it from, put it in the basket and just leave it. Now, come back to it two weeks' time. If you still need it, come back, give it another week and come back. And if you still need it, then you can buy it. But I can guarantee if you go to look out for something, goes, oh, do you know what? I'm in the gym. He's got a nice jumper on. I quite fancy a new jumper. You go on Gymshark. Oh, look, there's a new jumper there. It's on sale. $39.99. I'll buy it. If you just do that straight away, you've kind of wasted your money because it's an impulse buy mm-hmm. and your mindset isn't really, you're not really thinking about it. You're just buying it. Mm-hmm. Put it in the basket. Come back mm-hmm. a week later. You've gone, actually, I've got 42 jumpers in the cupboard that I do not wear or yeah, use. Yeah, choose them for the gym. Like just these little things to think about before you just go balls deep and buy something that you don't necessarily need. Getting into debt for no reason. Yeah, fantastic technique to just lower your spending to help you get on top of your desk, especially if you are in debt and you're paying off. That's the focus. That's a great technique to help save you yeah. money. <clears throat> I just want to go back to your nine to five. You were saying that there's nothing wrong with working a nine to five and there really, really isn't. But I think the, the negative connotation that we have with it yeah. is that <clears throat> we we get stuck working the nine to five because we're trying to live above our means. Yeah. We're, we're doing this. We're buying those jumpers instantly and buying everything, having the fancy gym membership, having the f- car on finance. And then we do get that pay rise. And we're like, oh, fantastic. And I've had, I've not had arguments, but I've had conversations with blokes at work about this. They get the pay rise. Oh, good. Oh, fantastic. I'll be able to get this now and I'll be able to get that now. And they've immediately started spending the money they've not actually earned yet. It's not physically in their bank account, but they know they get a pay rise. So they're spending it. And that's the issue. That's where we, we actually get stuck because we're, we're running on that treadmill. The money's coming in and it's going straight back out the other end. And that's where we have the negative connotations towards a towards nine to five. If you were to be living below your means for five, 10 years, saving up, investing, like generating assets and like passive incomes, after 10 years, I think you'd actually really appreciate having a nine to five because you'd be stress free essentially. Yeah. You wouldn't have any huge debt. You would have, you wouldn't necessarily need the job. So actually, you'd enjoy it even more. I found if if you don't need it, you actually enjoy it more. Like yeah. the boys that have to turn up because they'll get sacked and they'll lose a job, which means they lose a car, they lose a house, they lose a wife, kids. That's a terrible. That's a horrible. They have a lot of pressure. You know, there's so much pressure. Yeah. And that's all financial based, like essentially. So <clears throat> because as soon as you lose a job, that's it. No money coming in. That's yeah. whoa. Action stations, red flag. Get rid of that. Get rid of the, oh, I'm, I can't lose my job. Actually, you might quite enjoy the work. I Just uh, my The thing, this is that you're completely right with saying that. I mean, it's like a lot of people aren't made to be an entrepreneur. They aren't made to have the risk and the stress of mm. like coming home and still working and going to bed thinking about what you've got to do tomorrow or what bloke's got to do what or if you've got to buy, sell, you know, thinking ahead of the game. A lot of people just want, as you said, turning up at home, Missus has got the dinner on the table. No worries at all. There's money in the bank because I'm not overspending my money that comes in and we're living a comfortable life. We still have nice things, but you know, we're just limiting that, that little step of just blowing money up the wall for mm. no reason. So a lot of people aren't into entrepreneurial ship. They're more as in they're happy to work on nine to five. And it's not a problem with that, but you can guarantee that the people, as you said, because they're 
not really expanding their mind. They're just comfortable. They're, they're seeing that Johnny Davidson's gone and bought a new Merc. I want to go and buy a new BMW to compete. Or he's bought a new table. I want to buy a new house or a new sofa. And, so, and it just continues because, oh, he's got a new phone. He's got the 15. I want the 15. And it's just materialistic items that and you get, realistically fucks up. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And you get That's stuck it. chasing that because even if you were happy, you weren't spending all your money. You were loving it. You had a beautiful life with your wife and you were coming home to dinner on the table and stuff like that. All that beautiful stuff. But then you just go, oh, but he has got that nice car. A bit of jealousy sets in. It's like, well, I've got enough money for it. I can afford it. Yeah, yeah. And it just it does like it happens every six months, three months. You want to say two hundred quid a month. Yeah, and it's just that's how you get stuck in a rut. So again, like we said, nothing wrong with the nine to five. It's just it's literally. I think your financial knowledge core, like the foundation, is so important for a happy life because it's so fundamental to the way the world works these days. Yeah, get I think we're we're going to talk about finances probably in the next episode, but. I want to quickly talk about credit God, cards. Sorry, yeah, I'm getting distracted. Because credit cards now, uh, again, there's a bad persona around credit cards. Yeah, right? yeah. People think that if you've got a credit card, you must be instantly in debt. You're up to your nuts in money. You've, you've, you haven't got no money, so you get credit cards so you can sort of live. In actual fact, credit cards can improve our life if they're used in the correct way. So we can earn money back on credit cards. You can earn points on credit cards, certain credit cards. You can uh, pay towards a, a cheaper flight or a nicer flight or an upgrade. There's so many different ways that credit cards can improve our lives. So they're not such a bad thing. And you'll probably find that a lot of business people, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people that can't really uh, initially have the money, they'll have a credit card to earn more points and then they get a lump sum in the bank and they just continue to spend on that credit card because it earns them stuff back, right? So having a credit card and using it correctly is a very powerful tool. It is not there to use if you don't have an overdraft or you don't have the money in your bank account, right? So you have to be very careful when applying for a credit card. For me, if I would say if you have debt and you need to pay off that debt, you have a credit card, but it's got zero balance in it, fuck the credit card off now. Chop it up. Don't use it. Pay it off with the money that comes in. Don't be tempted to use that credit card until you are fully debt-free and then use a credit card to improve your life. Don't have a credit card and have debt at the same time. Have one or the other. Be debt-free, use a credit card. Mm. In my opinion. Yeah, nice. In my yeah. opinion, I think anyway. <clears throat> no, I think you're right. I think they're incredibly, incredibly powerful tools, especially here in the UK. Yeah. There's like, we have a credit, course, credit score system that affects your lending and your ability to borrow. Um, and sometimes if you don't have a credit card, you might not have a very good credit card uh, credit score because you've not used to borrow money regularly. Yeah. You know they're not they don't know your history of uh, credit essentially. Um, and like I said you get bonuses when you travel and stuff. So if if you have, <clears throat> if I agree with Dodds, if you have got debt, you probably shouldn't be having a credit card. Um, work your way up to being debt free, and then start using a credit card. And you by the time you've got yourself debt free, like. I, we know people that drop sixteen thousand pounds, like yeah. from sixteen thousand pounds in debt to zero, and now are very, very witty with their money, building assets, building passive incomes, and have credit cards. And most of their daily spendings on credit cards because they know they're going to be able to pay it off. They're not spending money they don't have; they have the money in the bank. Yeah, it's just a safer way of paying for stuff. It's it's much more secure than than paying with your debit card. Yeah. So there are benefits to them as well as it's like a it's a good and double edged sword. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Exactly that. Yeah, powerful but yeah. can be deadly. If you know how to use it, it's great. If you don't. Mm. Don't use it at all. Absolutely. Uh, anything else more to add? I just want to talk about loans. Oh, yeah, go on. We've got loans on the board. Oh, you know, yeah. Can, come on. Oh, yeah. Talk about loans. Yeah, go on. Um, again, loans can be incredibly good as well. Yeah, they can. But it's, an, it's exactly the same. It's a double-edged sword. If you use them wisely, really powerful, really helpful. If you, lose, if you use them irresponsibly, mm. you're, you're going to need another one later on eventually. Yeah. Like, it's, just, it's just a dangerous spiral. Fun fact for you investors out there. When interest rates rise on like lending money, right? 
the stock market normally drops. Yeah. Because there's less borrowing, there's people using less leverage to invest in stock markets. When they come down, investing goes up. So even major bank corporations don't do as much borrowing when the interest rates are high because mm-hmm. they know well, the 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 margin they're going to make on the interest they're paying versus the return they're getting is not as big, so it's not yeah. worth it. So you've also got to take that into account as well. Think like the big banks. If I'm actually not going to make, if it's costing me money to do this, it's not worth it. Yeah. But if it's if it's balancing out like a mortgage, you know, I'm, I'm that capital I've got invested in the markets is going to earn me more than what I'm paying on interest on my mortgage. Yeah. It's you just got to. It's worth doing a bit of research before every every time you borrow, basically. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Have a yeah. Have a hunt around for the best deal. Yeah. Um, realistically, I mean, there's if you're really struggling to buy a car or it's your first car or whatever, I would not go to the car finance company and say, you know, that they give you an average usually, but it's usually a lot higher than what a bank loan is as well. Yes. So that sort of instance, do your research, do your mm. due diligence, do diligence, go around, search for those loans, search for those um, finance deals if you absolutely need it. But as you said, bank loads can be used to start businesses. They can be used to, you know, finish off your house or, or you building a house for instance you yeah, yeah. need a bank loan so yeah. they can be very Absolutely. good but as you said they can be very bad as well so just be aware of the reason that you're getting a loan is it really necessary think about it if it's just to buy a car that you could you've got two grand in the bank then go and buy a two grand car and just deal with it it gets you from A to B trust me it's not a popularity show off <laughs> contest just get a car that gets you from A to B no show off needed um, but if it's to start a business that you know is going to gener- generate you a lot of money and easy enough to pay it back uh, then by all means mm. go and do it love it uh, anything to add Facebook Instagram and X <laughs> links will be down below don't forget to rate subscribe and share help this podcast get out of there so we can up the world and uh, next week we'll probably talk about some different finance stuff so make sure you tune in do not miss episode very good to start the year have a good week guys keep smashing it and we'll see you next time